From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hi, welcome in. Thank you so much for getting up early and hanging out with us this morning. We really do appreciate it. We really do. I'm not kidding you. If you haven't gone outside yet, it's a nice, warm, moist, <clears throat> steamy, Florida morning. Feeling pretty good out there. The home of many, many air conditioners as you go out to your vehicles in the morning fills the air in Pinellas County as people get back to normal. What is normal? Well, 80, 84 degrees overnight, and your air conditioner kicking on and off every 15 minutes or whatever it is. So uh, thank goodness for guys like AC heating and cooling. <laughs> this time of year, man, this is where they're like making bank. They just sit back, smoke a big cigar, and just wait for the phone to ring. Uh, then you have to find parts. I'm sure they like everything else, parts are hard to come by. You know what gets me about... Not to get off on a tangent, but you know what gets me? I tried to fix my own air conditioner. It's not that hard. You know, I needed a new fan. My neighbor comes over and he says, dude, your fan bearing is like, it's going. It's been screaming. And, of course, I can't, Lack hear, of use. can't hear it in the house. You know, he hears it over there. It's like driving his family crazy and he comes knocking on the door. So he's like, oh, dude, that's an easy fix here. Go to this place. Go to this place. I went to three different air conditioning places in Pinellas County. And they put the part right on the counter. There you go. Right there. All I need is your contractor and your air conditioner licensing number and all that stuff. And I went, say yeah. what? I said, I don't, I don't have it. Yeah. I'm not trying to fix it myself. Now, nope. now welcome Can't to the, it. welcome to the, uh, as I like to call it, the fix. Yeah. The monopoly. I was like, well, dude, there's a part right there. Just sell it to me. Why do you think Amazon does so well? <laughs> you know, I didn't even think of that. Maybe looking on Amazon. Uh, just put in the part number, and it's amazing what will pop up. Really? Because those guys, man, they would, they, I mean, they literally went, there you go, there's your part. And I was like, awesome, this is great. And he goes, all right, I need to get some of his little computer. What's your daily contractor, AC, or repairman number and all that? I don't have it. Back across the counter, slides it back over like it was like gold stuck in front of me. goes, sorry, I can't sell you this. I was like, well, why not? It's right there. Why can't you sell it? Because you're uh, not an AC guy person, whatever they call those technician guys, and uh, I can't just sell it to you. So I'm not allowed to fix my own air conditioner is what you're telling me. <laughs> so, so uh, like I said, thank goodness for guys like Ace Heating and Cooling, Stepping Stone, all them boys out there. They're all doing great works for uh, lots of great Floridians. Getting us back to normal. 75 degrees and low Alan's humidity. 75. You're comfortable at 75? Yeah. Why? For me, 75 is just where I start being, well, 76, <laughs> I start being uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? In the house. So, not to get too crazy, but how cool do you keep it in the uh, casa? Uh, usually put the house down at night to sleep about 72. That would be all right. I can now, live with that. No, I thought you were going to be like, you know, dramatic and say like, it has to be like 54 <laughs> degrees or we won't fall no, no, asleep. No. Then, then just recently. 
That's why I got, a nine, I got a nine-ton commercial hooked up to the house. Yeah. Well, just recently, I don't want to pay to cool the whole house, but just recently I turned around and I put one of those portable units in the bedroom, and it may be down about 65. Why didn't you just put a window shaker in that bad boy, well, man? Well, it's one of the, it's one of the, the portable units that vent out. It's, it's with, the, with the hose and all that stuff and the big heater thing in the hopper. I got them up in the woods. Why don't you just get a window shaker? Stick it in the window. Plug it in. Everybody, All the rooms at the woods now have one of those in it, just so everybody can have the room temperature exactly how they want it. I can't put a window shaker. I would have put one in my room. I'd put one of them window shakers in there, but I got jealousy, so they don't, they don't, work. They don't. They don't work with jealousies, bro. Yeah, they don't do that. You got to have the slider type yeah. whatever window. But anyway, yeah. welcome in this morning to Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and, of course, Diego. Everybody else is out, out running around having a good old weekend. It's uh, one week away from the Panfish Challenge. So everybody's scrambling at the last moment. I got some stuff I got to give you, Bill George, to uh, take up there for when you're up there. All right. Gentleman donated a couple of sets of... Really nice knives that he uh, was going to put into the silent auction, that kind of thing. Just a random stranger who listens to the show said, I wanted to donate this so you guys would have some stuff to put out on the table. And uh, uh, it's, it's, I don't know if we're still accepting stuff. I guess we are. Uh, Listen, but I, if somebody wants to donate something. we Our name's Jimmy, it, and we'll take what you it's give a, me. It's all, <laughs> it all goes to a good cause as oh, yeah. far as uh, generating money for for. You want to tell them what causes we have this? Uh, we have Everyday Blessings. We have FFA. We have uh, two other ones, too. I can't I can't remember. I think I'll have to look up the flyer. But Kelly, of course, has been updating the flyer. And it started off originally. It was just like one little one little page of a couple of things down at the bottom. You know, like, oh, thanks to, you know, Jerry and Mos- uh, Mosif and some others for donating some stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like... One whole page of of sponsors up there for ding, all that stuff. Ding 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 ding. The emails going off. Ding. I would have never in my wildest dreams would have ever thought that it was going to get as as big as it as has gotten, and it is. It's good. I'm glad that it is, and uh, I know that it's a challenge now. Just making sure that everything is <laughs> done right. Uh, it's just one of those well, things where. Uh, Glenn, you know, even in his off time, his semi-retirement has been uh, putting in a tremendous effort up there, helping everybody and getting everything done and and uh, having uh, working on sponsors and picking up product and doing all that stuff and getting it up there. Uh, but so far, I mean, we, of course, the old guys, Catfish Johnny's, of course, is a great sponsor, does it every single year. And uh, Lee Lures, great family of uh of uh, distributors, those folks have been doing business with Panda Vista and G5 and everybody else for a number of years. And uh, Sumter County Chamber of Commerce, TD Family of Companies, Zebco, donated a bunch of rods and reels again this year. Uh, the McGurin family, Brandon Ford stepped up, Channel Electric, uh, Coastal Angler is doing it again, Dynasty Custom Rods. They donated another custom rod this year for the Panfish Challenge. Uh, Edwards Family. Some fools out there at the GMB Gator Gear thing stepped up yeah. to the plate and uh, Might donated, be a feeder or two. donated a couple of jars of mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> in memory of Jim Maddox, big uh, donation was made. Cocoa Ranch, Lee Newsome Farms, 
Lowry True Value, Southern Fusion and Fab, Randy Dottie, Sumter County Sheriff's Department, Trinity Sportsman's Ministries, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean, there's going to be a ton of stuff up there. It's all happening June 19th, Saturday, Panabista Lodge. Be up there broadcasting live. It's going to be a good time, family fun. Even if you're not fishing, yeah, you need to come up for the event. I mean, you get a free meal. You get to watch the weigh-in. You get to put your name in the silent auction or the raffle or the 50-50 or any of that other stuff. And uh, if you mm. decide to actually uh, fish in the tournament, uh, the day of is going to be $35. It's $25 uh, now if you register pre. And, uh, again, it's the same as it always has been. Uh, first place is 500 bucks. Second place is 300 bucks. Third place is 200 bucks. Fourth place is 100 bucks. Fifth place is 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And heaviest bluegill gets you an extra hundred, and the heaviest shellcracker gets you an extra hundred. So, I mean, <clears throat> for a good day of fishing, we always tell you, dude, who wouldn't go out there to go catch panfish and, and an opportunity to walk away with seven hundred bucks? Well, I tell you, a number of years ago, I turned around, I bought some raffle tickets, put in for a raffle, and ended up winning a pole saw that Choo Choo's Lawn and Garden had uh, donated. And that pole saw has been one of the handiest, dangdest things <laughs> I have ever had. That no was comment. the that was the year that Glenn and I were bidding against each other on the electric yes mower yes, and I finally beat him out on the silent auction. And afterwards, he walks over. And he says, "Dude, why were you why were you outbidding me? Why were you bidding it up?" And I said, "I wanted the mower." He goes. Man, I was trying to get it for you so I could give it to you for your birthday. I was like, <laughs> oh, you suck. <laughs> well, I was like, well, you know what? You could just give me the money you would have spent on the thing, and uh, we'll call it a birthday uh, card kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, there but he was go. like, I was going to get it and give it to you for your birthday, man, because I knew you wanted it. Well, like, there, there, I'm sure, are always a lot of good uh, just raffle stuff out there, and you could just come up, buy some raffle tickets, put in, watch the weigh-in come in, and... Watch all those happy kids. Panfish Enjoy Challenge. Enjoy sausage and have a good day. That's right. Free meal. Panfishchallenge.com. Go check it out. Panfishchallenge.com. Go register your boat. Bring the whole family. Have a great time. Uh, I think the pontoons and everything else are all sold out, so you got to BYOB on this one. We're the Bigger Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, and Diego hanging out with you this morning. It was nice to see on social media so many nice people going out and enjoying God's beautiful bounty of fish in Tampa Bay. It was nice to see fish in the cooler going back home to be enjoyed as God intended. Listen, I did not see fish in a cooler. I did not see any of that. What, what I saw was people posting pictures of fried fish <laughs> on a te- on a plate. Already. <laughs> they were like so excited. Already cooked. That they have been able to actually put 
Y'all, y'all both like the meme I tagged y'all in on Facebook, right? Nah, nah, they're delicious. If you've never tried them, you should really try the fish. <laughs> you I should try the fish. I will skin everyone at the dock for all the haters. That's a good one. That's yeah. That's a you know. You really want to make everybody mad as you're out there doing it. Make sure you go out and you uh, but, clean your fish on the dock where all the uh, aunties and the guides and stuff that don't uh, clean fish. Uh, go out and do their well, thing. And talking about it, though, but how many times, that's like the skin and post at hunting camp. I mean, how many times was it cool to come back to the dock, load the boat up, and every marina had, you know, the fish cleaning station sure. right there to go over and see, hey, man, how'd you do today? What'd you catch? What'd you, uh, I'm, that was just as much fun as fishing to me. Yeah, it was always a good time when I was a kid. I would go down to... Uh, where the big giant sport boats would come in and they would back into the dock and to see these guys bringing these huge dolphins and swordfish and everything off and sit there and watch them clean them. And you know what? I actually got some uh, free hooks on those deals because mm-hmm. uh, there'd be it'd still be a hook in their mouth and it got in their fouled hook or something or whatever and they'd cut it out and I go, uh, can I have that hook? They go, sure, yeah, here you go, buddy. You can have this one, sure, take it. And I was like, thank you. Well, you know, and I collected the big giant. Big well, giant I remember hooks. Inglewood years and years ago, we had several families from Plant City and all that. We'd go down there, and that was always cool because we'd always go out usually about the same time, always come in usually about the same time, and everybody'd be there at the fish cleaning table, and we'd help each other clean fish. We'd, you know, you'd see what everybody caught. You'd, it was nice to see folks with fish in the cooler taking it home to eat. Yeah. And then, of course, that's being uh, the negative side of it is, of course, everybody talking about red tide. That oh, it's that it's back and, you know, it's in concentrations and uh, all this other kind of stuff like that, that, you know, they're already starting to put it up on the news. You know, some dead gaff top sail cats out on the beach and. Uh, a couple of dead pinfish and things like that. So well, there's uh, a bloom. There's a bloom. Well, right. you know, if you listen to the show, we've been reporting that there's red tide's always been there. Well, there is red tide, but this is a little different, I think. If you turn around, go out to myfwc.com. On the very front page of myfwc.com, they have that rolling banner. They have a map that shows the daily sampling of for red tide that they do. This state does sampling constantly. FWRI the, with the state in that they are constantly out there taking water samples. And there's actually somebody out there in a dang lab that is out there and counting cells, you know, the how much red tide is in that water sample. I That's would right. that that job would have to be one of the most grueling jobs to look at, you know. But uh they turn around and they go out there and they sample that water, count it, put that up on that map. And it is, if you turn around and look at that map, like I said, myfwc.com, go out there, that, that daily sample map. It is most concentrated right now where I don't, I don't really you normally see what I think of, but it's concentrated right up there on the southern side of Tampa Bay, running up towards that Piney Point area, which, mm-hmm. you know. Well, they say that that might have something to do with it, but here's the official one that they just sent to me yesterday, okay? Okay. It says, a patchy bloom of red tag organiza- uh, organisms 
uh, persists in southwest Florida over the past week. It was detected in 71 samples with bloom concentrations, 100,000 cells per liter, observed in 17 samples, six samples from Pinellas County, four samples from Hillsborough County, which we always make fun of because that's like, you know, the channel between the Skyway Bridge. What? And uh, five samples from Manatee County, one sample from Lee County, and one sample from Collier County. In southwest Florida, over the past week, it was observed in low to medium concentrations in offshore of Pinellas County, background to medium concentrations uh, in and offshore of Manatee County. Uh, So they're saying low to medium, and then, of course, they went on to say that uh, the Piney Point response effort updates resulted in the protecting of the website. So they have a place where you can go specifically to look at the Piney Point area. Now, they're saying that the levels are a little bit higher over there, but you don't see dead fish over there. They're finding them on the beach. And, you know, people are reporting respiratory distress and, you know, the smell and all those things is all happening again. And, dude, I'm serious. When I saw it on the news, it was one dead catfish and about five dead uh, big pinfish. No, no, no. It's a fish kill. Uh, okay. If that's it, what you want to call it. Did the fish not die? Are you disputing the facts? That could have been anything. <laughs> no, it is a fish kill. But it could be anything. I <laughs> mean, it could I, be dead five dead pinfish that were in the bottom of a bait well that somebody threw out on the side of the boat or uh, uh, a gaff top that got gut hooked and swam off and died somewhere. But part of me also uh, knows that what gets measured, you know, changes sometimes from time to time. And if there's more emphasis on what happened as a result or what is happening to our environment as a result of Piney Point, you're going to have a lot more intense monitoring of that area, which yes. will show you things that maybe you weren't really seeing in the past. It may have been there. It may not have been there. Because no one was paying attention to it at the time. Well, and then now that they're out there literally monitoring it every single day, uh, probably more than one time a day, uh, they're paying attention to it, so they're seeing stuff. Well, and what I'm waiting to see – and you'd laugh about this, obviously, with your involvement with FWC and everything else, is when we finally figure out a way to combat the red tide or take it out or kill it or whatever, uh, it'll be like I had a guy complaining to me about the mechanical removal of all the invasive species, and we were talking about it in the lakes and stuff like that, and the people who are complaining about them doing that to invasive species that are killing everything that's supposed to be there. You know that well, that that's the part I'm waiting on. Red tide is supposed to be there, but what I'm saying is, is it's I'm waiting for something. People gripe about it because it, the fish kills and the respiratory part. It's like Braden's bringing up and you're bringing up, you know. But I'm waiting because we're going to fix that, and then all the trolls are going to start pissing and moaning about. Excuse my language, that and we'll, we shouldn't remove it. It should be, you know. I'm not going to sit here and say that Piney Point doesn't have a, a maybe a perhaps a contributing factor. But if you look at the map that the FWC put out where they're doing the concentrations on that eastern side of Hillsborough, Manatee County, uh, on, the, on the side of the bay, who's to say that, you remember it was Sarasota Bay, and it was Sarasota that got hit really bad. You know, it was starting to move up the coast, and then all of a sudden, with the westerly winds that we would be getting, all of a sudden it went and water seeks its own level, and it made the right-hand turn, and it's literally going right up the side of that area. 
It didn't get to make it across the bay all the way. It only made it so far before the wind started pushing you, it sideways into the bay. trying to start something? No, I'm just saying you're that to if, start you, something. if you look at the way the map is and the way <laughs> no, that it's I, concentrated. I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow in there first and then go up that Listen, eastern side. If you want to keep a trout rig fishing snook, don't, you can't fish for snook yet, but uh, hopefully they won't want to try and close it again before before it comes back open. Um but, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a certain group of people. Don't cave, Uncle ca- Ronnie. Ca- Don't ca- cave. <laughs> Calling to close close up because we have red tide in the news again. Yeah, well, if it happens, it happens. I wouldn't think that it uh, – uh, I don't think that it should happen. Not yet. I mean, it's not an emergency thing. And uh, actually, like I said, a lot of people are enjoying the fruits of the waters – so if you get the opportunity, as Carlos said, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it now before they close it again. Because well, if they close it again, you're going to be sitting there screaming and yelling that you didn't have the opportunity to go and do C- it again. Carlos's big thing was in the event that we do have one, all those fish you just tried to save for three are, years, are, yeah, are now just going to wind up having you know bigger impact on on that species. And what know? and what kind of uh, psychological thing do you think it would have on people if they see you know 42 40 inch snook that are you know dead and floating and all that stuff who are they going to scream and yell at then <clears throat> you're the ones who didn't want to catch them you're the ones who didn't want to keep them you're the ones who uh, wanted to release them so guess what nature does what nature does if you don't keep the balance god will okay. well somebody's going to level it out <laughs> i just hey <laughs> i'm Witnessed it firsthand on many occasions. Have, I think we have for this past year. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of those things. But I don't know. As of now, it's still out there. You can go out and do your fishing. Go have your wonderful day. Uh, go out maybe catch a couple tarpon. Go out catch some snook. Turn them loose. Maybe keep a couple of yeah. uh, redfish and a couple of trout and take them home and grill yeah. them up. And can I say something to Bill that I've been wanting to say since we have all haven't been together to say this? It actually does feel good to know that you called in on something and were involved in the meet. You're right. I'll give you that a boy on that, that it was nice to call in for the meetings and stuff yeah, to the and FBC actually see meeting. some progress being made. Yeah. So it felt pretty good. <clears throat> I don't know. I think every, I think none of that would have I'm, – and I'm, I'm being quite honest when I say this. I don't think any of that would have come to fruition if they hadn't have been called out by a certain someone, Bill George, and uh, – <laughs> And uh, had the public invited it a lot more because they were going to do it the status quo until they got called. And once they got called out, they were like, uh, we might want to do this because we could get in some big trouble. We poked the bear. Yeah. Good job, Bill George. Thank you. You evil bat. Hey, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. It's a beautiful day. We're going to eat some donuts. And we'll be right back.
Jonathan give me crap because I was like staring at my phone like a four-year-old looking at a Bubble Guppies episode. I'm like, it's tiny writing. I didn't have time to blow up the thing on the, uh, the screen. No, I was I just wondering see what you were looking at. The, the, suppose, uh, the symposium. I put that in there for a reason. Oh, thanks. This crap knife's not going to work on this. What the hell? Why don't you buy a Benchmade, man? Gives you some class. <laughs> Get rid of this Chinese-made whatever it is. I don't know. How do you close it? Hey! Give him shit. I'm officially turned you're into clo- You're trying to clo- give a man back a closed knife when he gave it to you open. Come yeah, on now. Yeah, but it's, it's a liner lock. I don't I want your bad liner lucks. Lucks. Don't give me bad luck. I can't stand them. They always close up on your fingers. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, Braden Gunn, Jonathan, Bill, and uh, Diego hanging out with you on this beautiful Saturday morning. Um, a little steamy outside. Although they say it's not going to rain, you know what? It's Florida. Just, yeah. uh, you know, do what you got to do. I thought it was one of the funniest things. A person asked a question the other day on social media. Hey, as Floridians, do you guys ever use umbrellas? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, I, I don't think I've ever used an umbrella <laughs> in the rain. We do on occasion. Uh, occasionally if it's in the sun, like if I was at the Grand Prix or something like that, I know I'm going to be standing there baking in the sun all day. I'll bring an umbrella and use it more for shade than... For rain. Rain protection. I mean, we all pretty much know that as long as you can make it from the door to the car, uh, it'll be stopped in about uh, five or ten minutes. So it's There, there are a few of us gentlemen left in the world that when we have wives and daughters and stuff like that, you know. Pull the car up front and just say, get in! Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> Don't whip out the uh, yeah. PGA-sized uh, umbrella. Negative Ghost Rider. Uh, there is a Snook Symposium coming up on June 30th. I don't know if this is an invitation-only type thing. I asked Bill George if he got the uh, invite or the email or any of that other stuff. And, and and while I was looking for another email, I did find that I had received it. So you did get it? I did get it. Okay. You're not special. Well, thanks. I didn't I get jacked, you know so that. y'all both kissed my butt. I think it's because maybe they were missing me since I didn't buy a uh, a uh, sportsman's license this year. They kind of like uh, were like, well, what happened? Why did Brady get mad at us? We- Maybe send you some stuff. You got to understand, there were so many people. They Oh, this is the greatest uh, thing. More people are buying licenses than ever before and da-da-da-da. But I wonder how many people. And and we both know people, and I know Jonathan probably knows people also, who did not buy sportsman's licenses when they used to just Mm -hmm. get one every single year. They They have absolutely lost faith. In, in parts of the system. Well, I I don't know how many. I mean, seriously, lost count of people who came in and said, I'm just getting a shoreline. Uh, you know, get it for free. Go out there and do it. Now, with Red Snapper, when Red Snapper came back into season, then we had some guys coming in getting the, uh, the reef and their uh, saltwater fishing license. But, you know, paying extra for the snook stamp or any of that other stuff like that, no, not going to do it. Mm. I'll just wait until uh, we see what's going on. But this symposium that's coming up, I think it's registration. You have to register to go. It's one of those things where you just can't show up. But it's going to be out at the uh, Caribe Royale uh, World Center out in Orlando on June 30th. Absolutely close to all the active snook fishermen. Yeah, right there in the middle of nowhere. And it's what's really... Amazing is they give you this beautiful link that's myfwc.com forward slash snook 2021. And 
Let's go ahead and click on the link and let's see where we go. And this page not found. This is great radio. Page not found. Sorry, we couldn't find the page you were looking for. Please visit the home page and choose one of the other following topics below. Freshwater fishing, saltwater fishing, boating, licensing, permits, view, blah, 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 did you do you still have it or is there a thing on the home page? I'm sure I could find what we need. Has it been canceled? With about three hours of research. I tell you, <laughs> there was some stuff I look on that WC website and it is atrocious trying to find some of this stuff. It, I don't I don't know. I, I I do the same thing. I get frustrated. I think because of what's going on in the media and everywhere else like that, of course, everything on the front page is either uh uh, red tide related, um, boating safety. Of course, it's that time of year. Of course, you, you've got to, I don't, I have no problem with that. Uh, of course, living with alligators this time of year, you know, as Mrs. Jenkins found out when little Fluffy got too close to the water this past week. Yep. Mm. And, uh, she tried to do a, a quick backpedal and lost her footing and Mr. Teenager, they're, they're surly little cusses anyway at around seven feet. Yeah. Decided to take a little bite of Mrs. Jenkins. I don't know if that's her name. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, you know, leg and give it a little whirl. Mm. While the dog, as I've said before, I love my dog to death. I really do. I really did. But if he goes off and goes off into the lake and it's my idiot decision to get him that close to the edge of the lake while he's on a leash... Chances are I'm going to be waving bye-bye and probably stay up all night crying. <laughs> because uh, you got it. It's yours. Have a good time. Nope. I'm not going to be that guy who goes jumping in after and all that kind of good stuff. Because usually, I'm not, I, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but correct me if I'm wrong, Bill George, but when one alligator grabs something off the bank, it seems to alert other alligators within the area that they need to maybe come over and take what charlie just got yeah especially a seven footer and if there's a 12 or a 13 or 10 and a half if if you turn around and you start making a ruckus as they are keened into this the fight what, in the what's yard. going on what's going on come on over there and when i'm hunting that's sometimes a tactic that we will use we can slap the water and do different things and you know, you think, the sometimes, you think sometimes the absolute best thing is to be stealthy, don't make a sound, don't let the animal ever know you're there. But sometimes that is not always what we with do. We're, we're saying here we are. <laughs> with a predatory animal like you've told me in the past that when they hear a commotion splashing and flopping and all that stuff is... Uh, something's in distress and... <laughs> I'm going to take, take a look. That's what I'm saying. If I'm out there and I'm pulverizing or attempting to beat up a seven-foot alligator while rescuing uh, uh, Cody, one hand on the collar, one hand doing whatever I got to do. Like I said, you don't think Mr. 11 or 10 and a half or 12-footer is going to come over and go, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to take whatever that guy just got because obviously it's too big for him and it'd be just right for me. I'm going to use the stand-your-ground defense. So I'm going to go over there and take a chunk out of whatever it is old Charlie got. I'm going to drag it back over this way. And so, I love you, man. No. <laughs> See you, brother. Bye. I got to go. What do you mean, no? There's nothing you can do. I no, mean, uh, like I just said, I'm going to use a stand your ground defense. I'll stand my ground. 
stand my ground. The water's whoa, whoa, not your whoa, ground. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? There, be, there's liable to be a few rounds popped off. Okay. Well, well, Mrs. Jenkins, no, no, I'm no, sure, no, wasn't no. walking I, with her 357. I, that's not, hey, that's Mrs. Jenkins' choice. I live in a country that has the Second Amendment, and I'm allowed to carry but, a gun. So. I think there's oh, an a, a armadillo that says the <laughs> alligator would be safe. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that, hey, that armadillo still ended up with a few holes in him. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> that needle is never coming out of your butt. Hey. So, anyway. The only thing I wish I would have been there <laughs> to see that. My children thoroughly enjoyed it. It was absolutely awesome. I love hearing that kind of gunfire to begin with, not to get off subject, but, you know, to see Jonathan springing off of the uh, ATV. I'm just, you, know, you just didn't think I could move that fast. One hand up in the air like a, like a bull rider. Kind of spring off, and the other hand pointed straight out with the forty-five. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, it was awesome. Trying to hit an armadillo that, you know, first of all, they don't They're just ninjas. run smooth anyways. They're, no. That's a bouncy jump, yes. going through bushes, weeds, everything yes. else. But It's like trying to shoot a Super Bowl. I, 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 I turn around. <laughs> I, we love to make fun of Jonathan, but it, it definitely is not. Not something that would have been easy, but it was all right. It was awesome. It only took like thirty-five <laughs> rounds. That's great. Shot at him thirty-five times. I think I clipped him twice. Yeah, <laughs> but dang it, he died in the end. Hey. But anyway, uh, again, the symposium is supposed to be going on. Uh, but if you go to the link, uh, good luck uh, trying to find it or whatever. So let's go with the original email that said we know where it's going to be. <laughs> And if you show up there, they're probably going to turn you away. But if you need more information, at least they do have a phone number. So you can say, hey, look, this link is busted. Can I still show up out in Orlando and go to the Snook Symposium or not? I'm going to post this up on our Facebook page, I think, so that people can share the link and go, it doesn't work. There you okay. go, starting stuff again. I'm just, I'm just letting everybody know. <laughs> go ahead. Well, when we get what back, I want, to there? Take, I want to briefly talk about what might be learned there. Learned and then at, we'll move on. At the Snook <laughs> Symposium? Yeah. Well, that was a brief talk, so we don't need to talk about it anymore. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the big, big wild out there. We'll be back. That's dedicated to our good friend, Bill George, who, uh, during the, uh, it's kind of an inside radio deal, there's always one chair in a studio that's the sinker. Lowrider Donnie. So when you, uh, you know, they're hydraulic chairs, so as you sit, you kind of slowly sink so slowly that you don't realize it until you're like at eye level with the the table. Name the movie. Look. Donnie, Lowrider, Lowrider. Well, it was Cheech and Chong. It was in Cheech and Chong. It was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It was in Gone uh, in sixty seconds. Gone in sixty seconds. Also, in, wasn't it in Car Wash? I don't remember that. I might be. I just remember hey, Nicholas. Ca- I just remember that with Nicholas Cage going. What Lowrider, Donnie, Lowrider. Might be. It might be uh, before your name. 
Well, I want to turn around. So anyway, Bill George has the low rider seat. So as we speak and we talk to him, we see him. He's up, uh, you know, above the table. And then after we get done with our conversation, we're like, where'd Bill go? Oh, there he is. <laughs> and and, and you you can fight it. You can try and keep raising yourself up. Or you could eventually just say, hey. I'm going to squat here. <laughs> I'm just vertically challenged At right the now. little kid's table. But I, I did want to turn around and go back about the Snook Symposium and and. Right now, FWC is using, in addition to the biological science, something they call social science. Oh, my God. Okay? And more and more you hear about social science and how they're using social science to to decide what they're going to do. Snook is a very, very classic example there's a lot of people just as soon never see you catch and keep another snook again, okay? And those people are out there, and they're very active. They're very, very active if you go south of Pinellas County down the coast towards Charlotte Harbor. Right. Okay? Cancel culture. And, and they turn around, and they're saying, yeah. well, socially, people would like to see it managed differently, Okay. The big difference is when you turn around and you go and you look at the biological science, that that science gets peer-reviewed. If, if the FWRI comes up with the stock assessment, that stock assessment has to be able to pass peer review. We don't have a Goliath grouper thing because we cannot get a stock assessment that will pass peer review because we do not have... A harvest of it, so mm -hmm. we can't compare the harvested values towards the okay. non-harvested values. So, but the social oh science, they seem to be able to wing it. Manipulate? No, wing it. No, I, I I'll wing say it. It. manipulate. It's, if you turn around and you had to say, okay, social science is going to be included. Well, if social science is going to be included, I would like them to use the same type of absolute scientific sampling not a sampling of who shows up not a sampling of who does this you actually pay just like they did a number of years ago when they were looking at the bear hunt afterwards right they did a pure scientific study where they had somebody go out there and absolutely just pick random sampling out of the out of the state of florida to find their positions on hunting and bear hunting in particular. And the results of that survey was the vast majority of everybody supports hunting and even supported bear hunting if it was used to manage the bear population. Yeah. Okay? You're welcome, but, Carol Wood. But what happens is we're not... Save it. <laughs> we're not using that same level of, of data collection standards when it comes to social science. Oh, we're getting beat up by these people. Oh, these people show up every day. This guy's calling me constantly complaining. They have nothing else to do. And 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 they're they want to base management protocols on stuff like that. That doesn't make any sense to me because that's kind of goes hand in hand with what I tell you when I when you 
use the term uh, stakeholder for anybody who even doesn't even live they here. They are stakeholders. No, they're not. They, regardless, of, and I will buy I will a management stamp, and then you can be a stakeholder. No, Otherwise, they, shut up. But they, anyway, they are stakeholders. But when it comes to management decisions, if we are going to use social science at all in the formula which I don't believe in marine fisheries being uh, so deeply rooted in the public trust doctrine of being a resource that's there for the people. And as long as it's sustainable, I should be able to have access to it. Yes, you should. Okay. I don't believe social science should be used on a whim. Do do that high-level, peer-reviewable sampling of people's opinions and move on well <clears throat> when you say that that's a valuable tool i think it's bunk to be honest with you because as you pointed out a week or so ago when we were talking about goliath grouper literally one of the one of the reasons why they didn't want uh some people to go after goliath grouper is because some of them have names they do yeah because oh. they, they have, have names, names. oh they weren't born with those names. They're not out there. We gave them the name Goliath Grouper. I'm sorry, the old Jewfish, you know, that uh, got changed to Goliath Grouper because of social context. You know, we didn't want to, uh, you know, uh, go with that kind of language anymore. Uh, so the Jewfish slash Goliath Grouper uh, now has the name of, you know, Big Billy, Big Johnny Boy, uh, you know, Red Pete, whatever you want to call him. That doesn't give it a, any any more special treatment than any other one that's hanging off of a wreck. But uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to they, me. They so using that social science thing, uh, all that see, is 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 opinion. That's all it is. Well, it doesn't, it's not fact. It's just opinion of everybody. See, it, but it is, and people's opinions do matter on some things. No, they don't. Not if you don't know what you're talking well, about. And oh no, no. It does. No. Well, and the thing, but like last week. That, I'm sorry. How can you say that when 99% of your posts, if you put anything COVID related on social media, you immediately got beat up by anybody going, that's your opinion, not the facts. Shut up. Go away. I'm listening to Dr. Fauci. I'm listening to the experts. Your opinion means nothing to and me. If you don't want to get the shot, are... you want to get the shot, go ahead and die any way you choose to do it. Your opinion means nothing. So in the past year, we've been told your opinion doesn't mean squat. But then all of a sudden, because Nancy uh, Fancy see, Pants that moved here from Maryland, but, all of a sudden uh, sees uh, Big Billy Spotty back uh, grouper, I, Goliath grouper, I, I, get harassed by fishermen. All of a sudden, she has an opinion on it, and her, her word is God. I, I will Forget I will, it. Move will, your ass back up to Maryland. I will rest my case with one thing. <laughs> Obviously, their opinion mattered enough to bother you. Yeah, See, no, it, it bothers bothered me, me. It bothers me that their opinion is taken so seriously when you've been told all this past year that your opinion means nothing. All of a sudden, oh, oh, your opinion about the Goliath group or your opinion on the black bear, your opinion on this is more important than anything than the science or the numbers or as you've been well, pointing out for the past shagging year. That everybody's opinion, who's out there getting paid to take somebody fishing or not to get paid to take somebody fishing, their opinion was more important than the data that you spouted out here every week that says we are not in a crisis, our fish were not affected, we should be open, you should be able to keep snook and redfish and trout, and the numbers and the facts, nobody listened to your facts, but everybody listened to those opinions, But, but the social context. Yeah, I will say those people are very active. 
I, I, I cannot tell They're you. They're loudmouths. They're not active. They just keep harassing the same people over and over and over. How many times have you seen it on social media I, where the guy goes, you need to contact this guy and make his phone ring off the hook. Call him every single day and tell him not to get the bear hide. Tell him you're unhappy with it. So 50,000 calls from the same person shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter anyway because this one person's 50,000 times more PO'd than you are. Screw it. I will say I was extremely, extremely pleased in the last two commission meetings of the turnout of the public, active, just average Joe calling in, voicing their opinion, asking for it to be reopened. It, it It was outstanding. The, the the amount of people that did that. and Now you know why I, I don't go to commission meetings, because this is exactly what would happen, and I would point fingers. I'd go, that crazy woman right there, her mouth shouldn't even be open in this room. And, her opinion means nothing. <laughs> she has no management stamp. She's never fished a day in the water out here in her life. Shut up. That's what I would be doing right there. And they'd look at you and say, Mr. Gunn, do Yeah, thank you for coming by. Security. Security, thank Your you. Your time is up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep a picture of that guy. But that's what gets me now. This is all coming to a head because if you look, like I said, the frustrating thing about it is great. Take somebody's opinion, but if it doesn't reflect what science is telling you, what the, what the facts are telling you, as Bill George pointed out for the past year, if they're not matching up, then shut up. It means absolutely nothing to you. Well, so, otherwise, in other words, there's nefarious reasons. There's other reasons why you don't want it open. Well, what's funny to me is sometimes it's it's when they choose to show the data and when they choose not to show the data. Thank you. And it's like they don't want to do something, so they're already predetermined. So they just don't present the facts that support well, doing the things other than what they want to do well and you guys like i was listening That's last harsh. week up there when y'all were talking about this and i want wanted i was like he said i literally almost drove the tractor off into the ditch because it's just like you said and vince were saying you go out to these reefs and these wrecks and stuff like that you take that one humongous goliath grouper off of there and there's one waiting in the wings wait right there that will be there well, Hours. I I can tell you. I mean, <laughs> go it, knock down a wasp nest somewhere one day, and then go back a week later. That's nature. That's exactly. how it works. If I turn around, and let's say they do ultimately decide to do something with the Goliath, I would say you're going to have areas that are quarantined off from. Oh, I guarantee it'll harvest. be just like the parallel. This is this is what they're going to do. They're going to say, "Hey, we don't want you harvesting in on this wreck, this wreck, this wreck," because there's a lot of value in going out mm-hmm. there and taking people to dive. Now, what I want you to think about is, I want you to think about this, Raiden. That's a roadmap of everywhere where you can go if you just want to fish for fun. Go put every one of those dots on a map and see how many anglers who just want to catch a humongous Goliath grouper go out there and just start pulling them up. And when yeah. he gets they get done pulling them up once, the next boat's going to come along and pull them up again. Like I said, when you're underwater, you can swim as far as you want. Yeah. You can park that boat 500 yards away from wherever Redback Billy was Billy just the, about to say that. 
Redback <laughs> Billy Grouper mouth is living, and uh, swim your happy swimming butt right back. The law. I didn't say anything about breaking the law. Yeah, nothing wrong with hanging maybe a you want to take off the back. Maybe you want to take pictures, and there's a big flash because it's dark down there. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Diego. You know what I'm talking about. Hang a chum bag off the back of the boat. Hour number two is coming up. See what happens when you feed me donuts, you son of a... Hey, we're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Hour two.